Please be aware that this is for professional investors only. Hello and welcome to the latest NAM Talks. Now, those of you who are regulars will know that we have live translations available in various languages. So to access them, all you need to do is click on the button below and there you will see uh, the different languages that are available. In addition, if you have any questions, you can always contact us via our corporate email, which is nodiafunds at nodia.com. So today we are going to take a look at the European covered bond market. And for that, there's no one better than Henrik Stiller, who is portfolio manager of our three European covered bond strategies. Good morning, Henrik. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Yeah, all good. We're getting close to summer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Almost midsummers. Yeah. <laughs> If it's okay with you, um, I wanted to cover two main topics with you this morning. Firstly, the market-specific tailwinds for the asset class uh, that we see coming in the second half of this year. And then on the other hand, um, how you can add alpha using the tools and the knowledge at your disposal. So does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, cool. So perhaps before looking forward, it would be a good idea to do a quick review of the year because... Um, obviously, it's been really tough for investors, pretty much irrespective of what asset class uh, you're invested in. So perhaps you could just start by telling us what's been going on in the European covered bond market for the first half of 2022. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been, as, as you say, Paul, a very difficult year for all types of investments uh, across uh, fixed income and uh, across the equity markets uh, as well. Uh, and if we then look at how cover bonds they have performed relative to to alternatives, they have done pretty much what you would expect them to do. And and in the in the slide here, you can see actually three uh, time series. The white one that's uh, actually a, a cover bond, uh, and then we have uh, the green one that's uh, that's an ITRAX. Uh, uh, yeah, the the ITRAX. Uh, corporate benchmark and the yellow one is the ITRAX uh, over, so, so basically investment grade and high yield bonds. Mm -hmm. And uh, high yield bonds, they are uh, yeah, uh, almost 200 basis points wider year to date uh, and the broader credit markets are uh, yeah, 40, 50 basis points wider year to date and cover bonds around five basis points wider. So, so cover bonds, they have outperformed significantly in, in the spread widening that we had year to date. And this is also what you would expect in, in this environment when, when spreads, they move wider, then, then we have less spread widening in cover bonds given the, the safety of, of the asset class. Uh, I would even say that uh, we, I mean, if, if, if you would have asked me six months ago, what would happen to cover bond spreads if, X over moves 200 wider and, and uh, the broader eye tracks moves 50 wider, then I would have expected cover bonds to move more than five basis points wider. So, so the spread widening of, of five basis points, I think is really, uh, is really strong uh, for the asset class. If we then move uh, here to the next page, you, you can see it more on, uh, yeah, on, on a return perspective. 
so 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 deep negative return across uh, the, the various asset classes and also for uh, the ibox euro covered bond benchmark but still uh, the covered bond benchmark outperforming the the broader credit markets due to the the stronger safety and, and lower volatility of of the covered bond asset class yeah and then, and then if we move further into to the right on this chart you can see our our uh, different products mm -hmm. uh, and uh, for example uh, our main european covered bond uh, strategy uh, has managed to to outperform its benchmark uh, yeah uh, also this year despite the the general spread widening and, and if we look at the, the low duration strategy and, and compare that to the benchmark of the low duration strategy, we have also there a, a significant outperformance of uh, around 200 basis points. And, and then our uh, cover bond opportunity strategy that is furthest to the right on, on this picture, uh, there we even have a positive uh, absolute return year to date, uh, which I think is, uh, is, is really strong uh, given the, the very difficult market environment that uh, we've had uh, during the first six months of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a rarity in any of the markets right now. So uh, congratulations on that. That's, uh, that. that's fantastic. I wondered, you know, Christine Lagarde has been a bit more hawkish uh, at the beginning of June uh, with regard to, to the ECB QE program. And I wonder how that's affected uh, the European bond markets in the last six months. Yeah, I mean, in, indeed, uh, we have now a central bank that is turning extremely hawkish, maybe according to some more hawkish than what really is necessary. Uh, and, and this will continue to, to dominate the, the market sentiment also going forward. Uh, but uh, the ECB's QE program uh, has, uh, I mean, removed a lot of bonds from the markets in, in Europe over the next six months, because even though the ECB, they have stepped up the hawkish rhetoric, they have still continued to buy bonds uh, basically all the way until now. So, so the QE program has been running also here in the first half of the year, removing uh, a lot of bonds uh, from, from the market. Uh, and, and if we look at uh, the different, uh, if we look at the supply picture, uh, we can see on, on the page here that uh, covered bond issuers, they have issued uh, a lot of bonds here in the beginning of the year to, to take advantage of the presence uh, by the ECB in the market, at least partly to take advantage of, of this presence. And uh, normally the issuers, they typically have funded around 60-70% of the full year issuance at this time of the year. So, so, so most of the full year supply of cover bonds is actually behind us. And, and we expect that to be the case also this year. And uh, at the same time, uh, as, as you can see in, in uh, the page uh, now, uh, the ECB, they are still running, even though the QE program now is ending, they are still running a very large reinvestment program. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, the net QE program will end here in, after June, but the ECB will continue to reinvest all bonds that are maturing in its programs. 
So uh, as you can see on this page, ECB, they, they have more than 40 billion of carbon bonds maturing this, this year and around 35 billion next year. And these bonds, the ECB will reinvest into new cover bonds, even though the QE program stops. And this the ECB have committed themselves to do until uh, the end of 2024. So, so the ECB will continue to be very present in the market, in the covered bond market, uh, especially uh, despite that uh, the net QE program is, is coming to an end. But for government bonds, as you can see on, on the, the current page, the, the story is very different. Uh, and uh, if we just look at the lower right corner, you can see that the expected net supply of government bonds in Europe this year, net of ECB purchases, is 118 billion. Mm -hmm. And 118 billion then compares to minus 200 billion last year. So, so we have a large increase in net supply of, of government bonds this year in Europe. And uh, right now, this 118 billion number, if we, if we look at it live today, it's very close to zero. So that's in, in, in a very, very big difference to the cover bond market, where 70% of the full year supply uh, is already, uh, has already been issued. In the government bond market, all the 118 billion, they have to come in, in the, the rest of the year. So, so uh, a, a large wave of supply coming up of government bonds when we look into the second half of this year. Mm -hmm. So first half of the year, we saw European cover bond issuance and the second half of the year, we expect to see a lot of government bond issuance. You mentioned at the beginning there about uh, the spreads opening up between, between the two. Do you expect those to then widen further? Do you, will they stay the same? Do you think they're closed? What's the situation in terms of um, you know, th this um, spread situation we see today? Yeah. Uh, so in, in the, the, uh, the current page, you, you can see the spread development between cover bonds and government bonds in France. Mm -hmm. And uh, indeed, we've had a, a spread widening there year to date uh, that is quite significant in the five-year part of the curve. We have moved from 25 basis points to, to 55. So it, it's been a quite significant spread widening. And partly due to that, we've had a, a very, very large pickup in supply of cover bonds. And at the same time, the ECB's QE program has continued to support the government bond market proportionally more. Uh, but these technicals are now about to change, uh, first of all, because the QE program is ending, and also because the supply is ahead of us in the government bond market, but the supply is behind us to a large degree in the covered bond markets. So, so given that we don't see any credit fundamental, any reasons from a credit fundamental uh, point of view for these wider spreads in covered bonds relative to government bonds, we, we would expect uh, this spread to, to go back to the levels where they have been throughout most of 2020 and 2021. And that's maybe then 2025 basis points tighter than, than where we are today. Mm -hmm. so, so you're expecting this to close, but maybe a follow-up question because you know, within, that, within your portfolios, and we've got the three portfolios, how do you hedge against any potential spread widening in the portfolios you manage? Yeah, I mean, that's also, that's of course something that we focus on, we have been focusing on a lot over the last year because we have 
been uh, concerned that we would have some spread widening uh, across uh, different asset classes and also in the, in the cover bond asset class, even though we not get the same magnitude of the spread widening as, as uh, we do in, in the weaker credit products, but spread widening we will have, uh, and we also had already. And since October last year, we have uh, hedged uh, this spread risk mainly with a large curve flattening exposure at the long end of the curve. Mm -hmm. and, and on the slide in, in front of you now, you can see the, the red line that shows the uh, 10 to 50 year European swap curve. And as you can see, we've had a, a very, very strong flattening. We have moved from around uh, yeah, plus 20 basis points to uh, minus uh, 70. So a 90 basis points flattening basically since October last year. So a very, very strong flattening. And this has created a lot of performance for all our strategies uh, and has worked very well as a hedge uh, against the spread risk uh, in the strategies. Going forward, we have now changed this hedge a bit. So we have actually removed all of this 10, 30 year and 10, 50 year flattening exposure and instead move it, moved it more into a, you can say a two, 10 year flattening exposure. Okay. And you can see that on the page uh, that we look at, uh, that, that we look at now. And the yellow line here shows the 210 uh, US dollar curve and, and the purple line shows the 210 euro swap curve. And the US is six to nine months uh, ahead of Europe in the economic cycle. That's usually the case. And that's also how, how we see it this time. And here you can see that the US curve started to, to flatten already uh, in October last year, the two 10 year US curve started to flatten. Uh, but the euro curve have actually not flattened yet. It's almost, uh, it has almost steepened a bit uh, since, since last autumn. And here we think the euro curve will catch up going forward if we continue to, to see wider spreads that are due to hawkish ECB uh, rhetoric. Because if ECB are hawkish, short rates, they will continue to, to move higher and spreads will continue wider. But, but long rates will not follow because the long end of the rates market will start to focus on the recession risks when we move into next year. And the ECB doesn't control the long end of the yield curve as they do with the short end of the yield curve. So, so we think a, a flattening exposure will continue to, to work very well as a hedge against spread risk widening going forward, but we have moved the, the, the flattening exposure further in on, uh, on, on the curve. Okay, so the, there's lots of moving parts here, but it sounds like investors in this asset class can be pretty optimistic for, for Q3 and, and Q4. And a couple of times I've just mentioned in passing that you have these three different strategies. I wondered if you could just quickly explain uh, to, to the viewers what the difference is between each of the solutions that you run. Yes, of course. Uh, so on the page here, you can see uh, our three strategies, starting from the left with our long cover bond strategy uh, that we've been running since 2012. Uh, and this one then follows uh, the iBox Euro cover bond benchmark. So it's just the broadest benchmark 
that you can have in the covered bond universe. All covered bonds that are issued in euros, they enter the benchmark. And, and then we have the low duration covered bond strategy in the middle. Uh, and this is then a copy of the long covered bond strategy, but without duration. So, so we buy the same bonds to, to this strategy. And we also ex expect to generate the same alpha. We just hedge the duration risk out on top with the derivatives. And then we end up uh, with the duration close to, to one year. Mm -hmm. And to the right, we have the European Covered Bond Opportunity Strategy that is a development of the low duration strategy, uh, still with only one in duration. So pretty much all duration is hedged out, but we run this strategy with double spread risk, basically. So we, we take more covered bond spread risk and we also implement our favorite covered bond exposures to a larger extent. So we expect to generate more alpha. We also implement these hedges. So for example, uh, currently when we have these yield curve flatteners, we have twice as much yield curve flatteners in the opportunity strategy as, as in the other two strategies. So, so uh, and, and that's also one of the reasons why the opportunity strategy has performed so well this year that it has uh, gained more performance from, from these yield curve flatteners than, than the other two strategies. Great. Well, uh, that's a very positive uh, point perhaps to, to end on. But before we finish, perhaps we should just take a, a quick look at the, at the key takeaways. And then Henrik, I'm going to ask you afterwards if you've got anything to add. So here we have the, the key takeaways. So as we mentioned before, covered bonds as an asset class uh, continue to offer investors a very safe investment option. Um, as Henrik was saying, there are market-specific tailwinds that we believe will drive the covered bond market in the second half of this year. And we think that that offers um, an attractive opportunity to those who wish to take advantage um, of those tailwinds. At Nodea, we have the three options that Henrik just uh, touched upon. So the low duration, the standard duration, and the leveraged version, uh, where credit exposure is doubled to increase potential returns. And finally, you know, and something that's very, very important, we have a very safe asset class, but our ability to generate alpha um, is something that's been demonstrated repeatedly and in different kinds of market conditions. And so, you know, when you combine the safety with the alpha, we think that this is a very compelling um, investment case. That was my wrap up. Uh, Henrik, is there anything you'd like to say before we close? No, I think you covered it very well, Paul. Uh, it uh, sounded very good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much again for joining us this morning. Uh, look forward to catching up with you again soon. And before we sign off, if you are looking for more information on our views, our investment solutions, then please do go and visit uh, www.nordiaassetmanagement.com. That's it for this edition. I'll see you next time.